Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back to What on Earth One. You always say the title. Well, yeah. That's how you run a good podcast. You have to say the, the title. Anyway, it's been a while. We're not even going to make up excuses this time because... There isn't any. (laughs) (laughs) We flat out just didn't do it. Literally, this whole summer, because we were both still in school and we didn't do anything. It was hot boy summer, so obviously... He was hooking up with (laughs) ladies. I was hot boy summering. (laughs) Also, we have a visitor... Here. Well, not visitor. I'm the visitor, but we have a friend here. Little Bowsy boy. Which is his annoying dog. He's, he's, a, he's a somewhat good boy some of the he's time. He's not a good boy. Somewhat. That's why I said somewhat good boy some of the time. If he barks. We just cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's random cuts, you know why. Okay, so I guess we'll just get started. Um... I feel like I'm very low energy today, but I'm sure it'll pick up. You did just get back from the dentist, you know. I did. For, and me, for me, it always feels like a little like a little energy draining after the dentist. You're like, oh, I just want to sleep. Yeah, I want to sleep too. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it is when we're recording this. It is September 29th, and the reason I say that is because I feel like. Things might happen since we, before we publish it or whatever. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can get this out in time. Yes. That depends on him. Yes. So if, if this actually does end up going past a certain date, like for example, when, (coughs) when Black Adam comes out, um, uh, that's why we're not talking about Black Adam. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to try and put this out at least in the first week of October. Yes, yeah, spooky um, season. I'm sure you guys will see it, but now we should do something for spooky season. Yeah, we should, like, maybe try and have our costumes ready, and, like, we can... Well, we're not recording this one, but if we could try to record the next one, or at very least just a post for socials gonna be quite the costume too. <laughs> we haven't even started creating our costumes and we're gonna be going to the oogie boogie bash oogie boogie bash do you want to talk about that yeah yeah for sure um so right now my hair is red shout out to my hairstylist yesenia She's mine's dope. black okay. that's what i was born with um and so the reason <laughs> i say that is because uh, I originally wanted to go a little darker because I was going to be President Loki, but that didn't happen because I stayed copper. So I am currently a redhead, and so therefore I'm going to be Scarlet Witch, which I'm assuming he's going to love. I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> Oop. But um, one of those things... Oh my god, I'm so, okay. I'm so loud. Um, Let's turn it down a bit. But yeah, one of those things is uh, uh, I'm going to be kind of doing her darker version. A oh, little so bit of... Multiverse of Madness? Kind of, or like more towards the end of WandaVision. Mm. I just want an excuse to have black fingers. <laughs> she didn't have the black fingers in WandaVision, though. But I still want the excuse to have black Look. fingers. Uh, and I'm going to go as uh, Asgardian Loki. I know it's blasphemous because I'm a DC fan, but I'm not going to dress up as... There's no Loki in DC? 
DC? Yeah, probably. The the regular gods do exist in DC, but obviously Loki is more synonymous with Marvel. Why not just do like... <clears throat> see, I told him he could just dress up as something that isn't Marvel related. When you want it... Well, so, okay. Okay, who would you be if you... Right now, in the witness of the few people who are I, listening I to this... I said if... Because initially we wanted to be matching... Uh, I wanted you to be Moon Knight, and I wanted to be um, Layla. Tell what it, yeah, Layla. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've, so if I were to pick, like three off the top of my head would be Buzz Lightyear, Woody, or Stitch. Those would be my three picks. Do if, you want to do that instead? No, we're, we still have to be in a. Because you are going as a Marvel character, we still have to like. We don't have be, to. I feel like we have to. The then same. that's you yeah well excuse me because you initially said like oh, i want to do matching costumes i'd like to yeah so that's why i need to keep it marvel why not just be president loki i, I want a cape you can do one of those like half capes like shazam <sighs> keep your tux but just do the half cape mm, no it's tempting right because yeah, i like those half capes you might as well it's your own costume. You can cosplay as you wish. That's true. Okay, so now we, we, <laughs> we still have a lot to try. Okay. Um, all right, so before we go off on a tangent on costumes, uh, do you want to just start talking about Don't Worry, Darling? Okay. Okay, who should go first? You should, because you probably have a lot more to say I than do. I do. Because you were, you, were you were anticipating this movie. Yes. I had high hopes, and then um, what ended up happening is that he ended up kind of, he as in Christian, ended up telling me that there was like drama with the whole cast or something, and then and then I started seeing reviews that were negative, and I was like, I'm going to try to not let it influence what I think, and then um, we watched it. It really was a go to the movie, get popcorn movie, in the famous words of <laughs> Harry Styles. Feels like a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm gonna add it to my list of favorite movies of all time. Oh, not of just this year alone. No, just all time. Okay. Um, and I feel like there's not many on there that. One of them of is the help. List? Yeah, oh. the help. I've never seen it. Tangled. I've obviously seen that more than once because of you. Oh. Don't worry, darling. Um, and, but even then, I recognized that it wasn't a great movie. Like it, the actors were fine. People were shitting on Harry Styles, but honestly, I feel like he did pretty okay for someone who doesn't really yeah, act he a was lot. Okay, he obviously wasn't the best out of all. Yeah. Of them. But he is one with less experience with. You got Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde. His experience looks like nothing compared. Yeah. Like he probably doesn't look no, that great. Gemma Chang, I believe that's her name, or Gemma Chang. I don't know. She played Chris Pine's wife. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think everyone killed it. Obviously, if you put someone who isn't as experienced of an actor next to people who've literally been Oscar nominated then it's like obviously you're gonna see the faults because sometimes harry styles's line did fall a little flat but it was fine um he was really great <laughs> anyway um he was sexy sure um i mean all the men looked really good uh wasn't that one guy from bob's burgers mm -mm. 
No. He, no, I know what you're talking about. He's a comedic actor, but I don't. He. He sounds like the guy from Bob's Burgers. No, he's no? not. He's not. I, he's not part of the main cast. I could. He's. Pro- I've never seen Bob's Burgers, but I know that he's probably played a supporting character. He is, a one of the main characters on Big Mouth. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. A super prominent comedic actor. And like, yeah, you could say he brought some of the comedic elements, um, but he wasn't like over the top comedic. I actually really liked him in in his role in his in like five yeah. minute role. I know. I wish that that okay. Minutes. That is kind of what I wanted to talk about in this episode because the movie was good. I personally liked it. Yeah, it wasn't the best. It was just one of those you recognize it's a bad movie in the grand scheme of things, but it's a good watch, and I would definitely watch it again. Um, I think not for me. I think one one in for that movie, like I wouldn't choose to watch it again. I wouldn't be against watching it again. Yeah, um, but I think there was a lot of missed opportunity in the storytelling. It's fine. Um, in the storytelling, because I felt like the ending kind of fell flat. Felt a little slapped together for me. It did. Like. This is my opinion. I understand um, other people have different ones, but like the way the it led up, kind of like the mystery and all, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of like it just it was it was just, it seemed kind of out of nowhere and not in a good way. Like there's good like oh wow that's so crazy that it was all this, but like it was kind of just really quickly they were like like when they showed her in the uh, like the surgery, spoilers, oh, obviously. We'll have to okay. Let's My, let's note that down. <laughs> there'll be some spoilers for Don't Worry, Darling. But um, yeah, towards the end of the movie, when like they're revealing their lives before, I mean, I guess yeah, before the simulation, mm. it, I feel like you could have peppered in a little more of that in the movie because they tried to pepper in like stuff like you're 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 asking questions like oh what did she do before you don't you didn't really get the sense that it was actually still in the 21st century because all of her like little flashbacks or like kind of like break cracks in reality it still seemed to take place in that world so you feel like oh this world is real it's just the area that's different i think well to me it at first seemed like it was a break in reality and it was still the same world but when i saw her like when you get a shot of what we then figure out as Harry in the real world, um, I felt like oh, when I saw that, I was like, okay, so it's in the modern world, like yeah. pr- present. But even then, at first, you are up until the moment you basically see her walking out of the operating room. Do you realize this is something that's not, you know? Yeah, she literally like whips out a smartphone like first thing she does yeah she walking down and she's like oh okay so this is this could literally be today yeah and it's like there wasn't much of like i mean you there sure you can do it so abruptly like that but when you kind of pepper in some cracks of her reality you kind of still want you want to know where the lead up is like if if you're gonna lead a somewhat lead up to it you need to kind of establish the tone i guess Mm -hmm. in in my opinion uh i mean you could here's here's a here's an example um in the video game valhalla for example (laughs) because i'm like shout out to assassin's creed 15 years celebrating 15 years but one new game coming (laughs) yeah 
But like, so there, the premise of Assassin's Creed obviously is that a simulation someone's living in. But you, in during the game, you're getting the sense that Avor, the main character, they they even say it. I'll say she because she's, she's canonically female. But um, she even says that she's getting like visions of Odin. And then as she progresses, she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm like living as Odin. And when she takes like a, uh, like a soup that the the medicine woman in her in her clan gave her suspicious soup, <laughs> and you uh, and you take it and then you live as Odin, you, uh, you they they then like put in, so you're experiencing like oh this is like Asgard and like you're actually so you're actually seeing this and you're wondering how are they seeing this and it gets explained like oh. Like very subtly, that gets gets explained. Oh, it's because Avor. This is what Avor knows. Like what Avor knows to be Asgard. So her subconscious is filling in those blanks of the memories of Odin, who is a, was a real person in the first civilization. Yeah. So you you get an answer that like the reason it looks like this is because of this. And yeah, they didn't try to pepper in. Well, like, I guess they did pepper in slowly. Like oh, it's Odin. Like you're just like oh, Odin's trying to talk to you, and then you realize oh. I am Odin, or like I'm living as Odin. That makes sense. It, it made sense in my head. <laughs> now I'm saying as like it kind of, kind of seems like it doesn't. Well, make when sense. you listen back, you'll be able to know if it made sense. <laughs> if not, we can just cut out that entire tangent. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Um, well, what you were saying and kind of going bouncing off of. Um, I want to know his name because now it's bothering me. Oh, I thought you found him. You said Big Mouth. <clears throat> Yeah, it was also on SNL. Oh, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, right. Um, I think, like... I mean, he in, even, in, in interviews, he even acknowledged, like, I'm not in the, this movie a lot. It was yeah. just fun to he be He was good, of. honestly. Yeah, pretty good. That kiss between him and Harry was really cute. Give me a kiss. And uh, anyway, so what I was going to say is that to me, I feel that a lot of the missed opportunity was the other characters because they make it seem like they're going to play a big part by introducing them in the beginning. And I know the point of introducing in the beginning is to kind of show how life is typically and then kind of show you how it changes as the movie progresses. But I feel like like especially that new couple that came in towards the end like the guy was losing his shit when she, he wanted them to catch her like the one the yeah. husband and it's like that makes you think why you know like why do, why is it he's so desperate you're so you get the insinuation that it's like oh it's because you know it's a misogynistic kind of thing yeah, or so whatever but i can i can talk to that because when we after we talked about the movie you were explaining through a feminist lens feminism fe- feminist lens of the movie and then for that that particular scene i can talk from a masculine perspective that i got it as like he's new to this and like the whole thing about like all the men were talking about like how their jobs are so important and they don't want to like you know it's like so easily be demoted or promoted and so i felt like he's losing that basically his whole world is crumbling yeah because of that woman right there She's ruining women. She's ruining it for all of us men. And look at me, I'm the new guy bringing in my wife in this. I'm like ready for yeah. all this, and she's ruining it for me. Yeah. That's how I saw it when he was freaking out. I was like, oh, this guy's world is shattered, and he has a but, very weird. The, but I would want to know why. Like, yeah. even if it's a, like, I kind of want to know. Like, you get the motive behind Harry, right? Why he wanted to. I think it could have been explained a bit better. 
because after the movie, I found us having to piece together what we think we knew. Yeah. I think that's where the movie lacked. Um, and it made more questions for me, at least. Yeah, and so with the other, like, especially for, like, Nick Kroll's character, the other lady who uh, was pregnant, I forget her, but her husband... And he's like even less in the movie. Yeah, he he didn't even show up for like the majority yeah. of it. And I like that actor too. I've seen him in stuff like uh, yeah. sh- uh, Wrecked on TBS. It was a show about a shipwreck, mm-hmm. and it was a comedy, and he was really funny in it. And then he was also in Wandavision, too. Oh, that's why he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And so I think that I would have liked to at least get to see a little bit of these other characters for a second like even to know the motive behind why it's so important like even um maybe maybe see some of them wake up wake up or show what their life was like beforehand Mm. or maybe even for example why chris like you said why is this a thing yeah like like like, why does chris why did chris pine or his company or whatever it was victory why is it that they wanted to make the simulation. I feel like it would have been better to kind of, in the present world, get sort of like a vision. Because you get a, a shot of Harry looking at a computer and Chris Pine's voice over, and you you're insinuating, oh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, his Andrew Tate ass podcast. And uh, I feel like if you showed the motivation behind Chris Pine and how it can plague other men into thinking in such a toxic way, I feel like that would have more of an impact. And not to mention his wife for going along with it. And then... And then... Unaliving him at the end. Literally. And then she... What did she say? She's, She's like, like is, is you silly man. And like... I freak, what, she I says something like, it's my turn. And I'm like, yeah. So it's saying what? that she's going to take over this. So... Uh, <clears throat> kind of seeming like it's a it was a dual thing for them, but he's the figurehead. Like, she was probably like second in command. Mm-hmm. And like... Also, the other thing that I noticed was that for Olivia Wilde, they just kind of casually mentioned that her kids died in real life. Like, Well, that she lost them. Yeah. So it could mean a multitude of things. Like, they died when they were kids. She miscarried, blah, blah, blah. Well, what she said in this one, they're alive. Yeah. So it but it still can mean I understood it as they were to a certain age and passed away. Oh, I got it as she probably miscarried. I feel like what it could... Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like what it could have been cool is that maybe she forced her husband because she always seemed to be the one in charge yeah so i feel like it would have been interesting for her to be the one who puts her husband under and because she was her and then chris pine's wife in the movie uh jack i believe no jack was harry anyway Mm -hmm. point is that to me because there are some women who still want to stick under the misogynistic and the patriarchal. Yeah, so that's how I saw it. When, yeah, when and so Flo was going on that rant of like it's all about control in that dinner scene. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was pertinent that the it was men who were going to be in control of this, mm-hmm. and the women shouldn't know. So that's mm-hmm. how I saw it, and that's why. But she knew. Yeah, so she knew. Who knows how long she's known? If she found, knew from the get go whatever that would have been interesting to know and going back to what i said like it would have been cool to know about the other characters like at least they're like you don't bring a group of people and then don't explain why they are important to me Mm -hmm. and i feel like with harry i think they lacked even then like for his character because he kind of seems the way it kind of looked and i don't know if this was intentional or not 
it kind of made it seem like Florence Pugh's character was supposed to be somewhat of, like, a bitch. Because he was, like, trying to, like, you know, have do the do with her or, like, be intimate with her. And she was like, I'm tired. You know, and then I get it, right? She's, she operates, she's literally, um, that I don't negate. But from what I saw, and I mean, maybe that's the point. Like, maybe that's the point of the movie. Like, she would be seen as someone bad for not, quote unquote, taking care of her husband. The the lack of him not having, the him not having a job. I was about to say the lack of him not, (laughs) double negative. With him not having a job and her working so hard, it seemed like it was putting a strain on their marriage. Yeah. And And he was a deadbeat, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's how I saw that scene. I didn't think she was unreasonable for all of her actions and stuff i just saw it as like there's their situation is putting is not good for both of them maybe not as good for him because you know he's feeling like useless and all that stuff while she like she said she likes working so it's like she liked still contributing she was obviously just tired from work especially if she had to take additional you know take additional shifts no hot water uh no food when she gets home yeah so that's how i saw it. like she's she's in a bad situation but she, she still wants to love her husband and you know just try her best but still like come on it would have been cool to see time. like a before and after of the relationship and what drove him to kind of because like if beforehand he had his faults like that and it was like progressively getting worse i feel like that would have been better but this one just kind of feels like it's not fulfilling enough like yeah he it's too quick yeah it was just kind of like underdeveloped yeah and at the end i feel like it would have been cool if she woke up and like i guess either saw the news that people like were like these people are dying because they died like a lot of them were you know harry died Chris Pine, and that's it. it and a bunch a of other people, too. I wouldn't too. say they was newsworthy, but I get what you mean. It'd be I, mysterious, though. Yeah, I did want to see what it would be like to get woken up. I can, I, I get why some of these choices were made. Like, on a on a storytelling perspective, like, mm-hmm. not showing, kind of leave, leaving you wanting to just pay attention to the world they were in rather than the world that's actually around them. Because that's an anecdote for, like, their world is just like ours, pretty much, mm-hmm. and that 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 new world is just an escape, basically, for it's both parties. Yeah, for both parties. What, granted, one is an unknowing party, but still, it's an escape. Yeah, they didn't even touch on that either. Like a lot of these women don't know they're under. Yep. Like that's like yeah. we're just not gonna touch on that. Yeah. Like, cause like at the end, yeah, they had um, that one girl who basically unalived herself. Margaret. Yeah, and they kind of never really talk about the plane. You yeah, know, that I really, they that's never what t- I said. I was yeah. like, what's, what's the deal with the red plane? They like, never talked about what happened to her son. Well, I, Ma- I mean, maybe they just like they said that they turned him back into for, one and zeros. <laughs> yeah, they took her away for to punish her, basically. Yeah, and like, but I would have liked to know even their backstory even a little bit, but I think they, they had, I feel like this show, this movie could have been a show probably because i think that something uh it's a good premise but something like it, it honestly has a very black mirror vibe yes yeah, san junipero episode 
well in that episode people people knowingly go in a simulation when they're about to die mm. and so they can just live forever in that simulation when mm. their body is dead mm. and like people like do all kinds of kinds of crazy stuff and you can pick what decade you live in and all that oh, okay. yeah it's a really great episode people that's like probably the best episode out of black mirror yeah i mean that's kind of like yeah i mean i would kind of understand i feel like harry could have his character could have had more more musical talent <laughs> more motivation if for example he was ridiculed by his friends or whatever for earning less than his wife because even then that would make more sense because then he would have more of a motivation to think i have to take care of her well uh from my perspective him just knowing that he's unable to take care of her i think that was enough for me to get mm-hmm. why he was doing it i'm not a man so i don't yeah, know yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I could attest to that movie, like, kind of showing both perspectives and how each take it, mm-hmm. and, like, the the men can, I mean, maybe some men, I don't know about all men, but men can attest to what some of the men in the film are feeling, and then the women can attest to what the women are feeling, so when he said, like, you know, when I, when, when they brought up that he lost his job and he doesn't know how he's going to take care of her and all that, and she's comforting him, it's like, I can get that, but then when he starts then all of a sudden to be switching and going down a rabbit hole of like listening to a podcast of like this guy going like we need to like do di- I, I forget what chris pine said most of the it's time, our like, world yeah basically like yeah there was i mean like the the hint is there that it's just men coming together as men to try and you know seize control but realistically like when you're listening i mean i guess this is just for me like a lot of the kind of the stuff he was saying was just nonsense and buzzwords so I don't know. I, I I don't know how that would uh, entice some in. But then again, I don't listen to Andrew Tate willingly. So <laughs> I can, you're actually it, a reasonable man. Yeah, I, I guess it does work on some men. It wouldn't yeah. have, it wouldn't have worked on me. But yeah, I think if in the words of like Star Wars, if you have like a weak mind, then you're easily yeah. influenced by something like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. But I yeah, the the problems I had with the movie was like like I said a lot of lot more not really building up to that to the ending and like a lot of questions like it was it was it happened more than once in the movie that like the ground literally shook and everyone felt it like the the men felt yeah. it the women felt it it was it, the employees if those were real people too like i have no idea they mm-hmm. were probably i mean i guess the the guys in the red track suit the red jumpsuits were probably programs mm-hmm uh, just because they were, they all wore the same, and they were just like, yeah, very robotic. They ran, ran very stiff. <laughs> but so it, also, I just sorry, I just realized <laughs> she never got any repercussions for stealing the folder. Well, it, it was nothing, so I can. See yeah, why. but still, wouldn't it be like weird that she snooped if it, this was like a very well, well, like Chris Pine said, he he knew what she was doing. So it was more of like him letting her in also like she didn't get anything so what does it matter what she knew. That's another thing that sparked a question for me. So Chris Pine's character knew about everything that was going on and he says to her like it's like I'm I'm glad you know and I'm glad you're trying to fight me on this. I need like a challenge. It's like oh so when you initially hear that it's like okay, so he's he knows what he's doing is bad. And he likes that someone is coming against him. And then when she like has that outburst, he like feels like he won. And it's like, it w- it was just kind of like really. It was just a really quick plot point of him like 
I I love the I love, <laughs> I, lo- I love the challenge and then he's I won you lose okay bye I think it was more of him playing with his food but for what purpose if because he so for, maybe this has to do with perspective but to me when that was happening it almost seems like he was egging her on edging egging egging yeah. egging her on so that she had this outburst so that he can prove like look how crazy she is like look listen to her and look how crazy crazy. she is yeah because like i told you back then from what i know women used to be treated like they were insane and it Mm -hmm. was for example just like their period and it's so i think that they were kind of playing off of that and so he wanted her to look crazy he wanted her to like lose her mind so that he can further prove the point that she shouldn't be trusted with what she's saying is how I took it. Yeah, I guess that makes a little more sense. Again, it's I, probably just up to perspective. Yeah, I just saw it as a, like, I'm I'm doing an evil thing, and I wanna I wanna be challenged so I can make this evil thing better for a reason. We don't even know why. That that's what I'm saying. Like we don't even know why he did this. Yeah, we don't know why he did this. I mean, just to control women. Again, it would have been better if we got a backstory explaining. Yeah why like maybe if it was a conversation in real life with chris pine in the modern or like present day or in like out of the simulation and for example the doctor because he seems to be like his right hand Mm -hmm. from what i can feel it's like men tend to want like an outcome like this of like wanting to be the providers wanting to be in control but then at the same time they also hold a resentment for being the head of a household for being the one who only provides for being the one who you know for example like andrew tate egg looking ass and it's like he complains about having to be in control and the repercussions he gets but he also wants it so it's like which is it are you unhappy that you're in control and having to be the one to provide or are you happy to be in control yeah, and, and having and he goes off like look how lucky you are you get to live in this but she didn't ask yeah you guys didn't have a conversation yeah so it's this. like they talk about how she doesn't have to do anything all they have to do is support all of this <clears> that and it's and like that's also like another weird thing i mean i guess this is it talks to like whole simulation theory that like she's living in simulation but she still has to do run-of-the-mill chores mm-hmm. and the cooking and the, cl- the simulation and like, is supposed to be something that shouldn't be that way yeah it's like if this is a paradise i mean granted like she doesn't paradise have, for men she did none of her stuff she was doing was like like uh, hard's not the right word but like really messy like for example her cleaning the window the window was pretty much clean as she was cleaning it routine yeah so it's like it's a routine so it's like Yes, they're giving her the chores, but they aren't, like, hard to deal with chores. Like, you're not dealing with, like, a, a, a sink full of really dishes. dirty dishes. Yeah. You just, like, you know, do some And it's like, scrubs. and then get home and get pleased by your husband. Yeah. Yeah, then you can also, like, talk, talk about that, how she was, like, yeah, maybe she was doing it consensually, like, being ready with all that stuff for her husband and then ready to, you know, like, please him. But... You, if if it's like a simulation she doesn't even know you could talk about how that that could be implanted that they're 
supposed to like do all these chores and supposed to be okay with mm-hmm. having sex whenever they want i mean i mean you literally can, in kinda, your boss's house yeah, like it can get a little contradictory because like at first she does saying like oh we shouldn't do this in the house but then she like went along with it and then uh, when she sees him it didn't phase her too much to stop she thought that was kind of weird but then kept going yeah and then he and then not to mention chris pine later in the movie in that same scene he like looks at the camera or like whoever and like kind of does like a quiet yeah i thought that she was looking at her he was looking at her and telling oh. her don't, don't you don't have to say this i'll i'll keep your secret that's weird <laughs> maybe maybe that's why he was doing it. it was his own like for his own pleasure like He's like sitting at a desk watching all of, watching everyone's live their lives and like this is so great. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> if you want to go dark, with this. yeah, yeah. Bottom line, I wouldn't say I hated the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had some problems with it. Like as I'm watching this, like going back to the controversy that happened. As I'm watching this, I was kind of thinking like, oh, I kind of want to not like this movie, but yeah. I'm not finding a whole lot I don't want to like. Yeah, the end fell apart for me, but I don't think it took away too much from what they were trying to tell. Like, you know, a very like feminist, like has a lot of feminist rhetoric, basically, mm-hmm. like trying to pull the message like, hey, don't control women. I will say, I think it also succeeds in some male rhetoric when it comes to the struggle male faith males or men face yeah and that's what with the pressure of like you know to the point where it's like you're losing your mind when you can't fulfill that duty you go to the extent of enslaving your wife or your girlfriend or whatever your partner so that you can be fulfilled and think i'm okay yeah you know what i'm saying like it even talks about the damage it can do to men which is something a lot of people don't talk about yep for sure and it's it's really what the uh feminism is pretty much about it's equality for all genders so that's why a lot of men should be okay with feminism because they're they're speaking for for good stuff for you too fellas you know yeah literally taking a lot of responsibility off of you yeah they they're telling you man you don't have to carry that burden the reason he talks like that is because he took a feminist fe- or women's rhetoric class. I took a uh, well, yeah rhetoric of women c- communications class and uh, uh, rhetoric of uh, study communication of the sexes basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm well versed in feminism. So he's, I also he's a feminist. I also know how to fight it, boy. So look, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta play the game. I took, I took it. I took it to break it from the inside. <laughs> To know their plays. Yeah, so I, I I tried to understand them better so I can oppress them better. Exactly. Exactly. Play their game. Yeah. <laughs> Even though some second wave feminists will say that uh, we can't break down the patriarchy by using man's tools, ladies. We gotta come up with our own tools. Use your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one way because I know that bras were created by men and women deciding to not wear bras anymore because it's more comfortable is yes. one way and now that it's third there was third wave feminism when they said hey no we can indulge in these Be tools fem- feminine basically yes yeah do what you like but you know don't don't do it because you want to yeah 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 fight the power break that glass ceiling <laughs> uh that took up most of the episode yeah you have any final thoughts on don't worry darling um, 
I mean, if anyone is going to skip to this point, because we are going to have a um, spoiler warning, I guess. So if you're skipping to this point, the timestamp that we probably told you. um, It'll be in the description. Description. I can't just say it. You can, but it's like, you know. Yeah, okay. Description. Yeah. Um, When did you jump to? Anyway, but if you just wanted like a brief tldr of don't worry darling don't expect a great story many plot holes isn't the most fulfilling story but it's a good watch it's an interesting watch i will say the way they shot stuff and like florence Pugh. i think the actors end up making the movie a lot better than it could have been had this been maybe like unknown actors you know what i'm saying yeah and probably if the controversy didn't happen it probably would have been received less a, a lot more positively mm-hmm. yeah i saw i saw uh I, uh I saw someone reviewing this how they were basically saying that same thing where if this had not happened we would have been pioneering this as like a, a, a women's movie yeah like mm-hmm. a great like fem- feminist like uh femi- great feminist message yeah, which it doesn't fall apart on that. It falls apart when it comes to the story. Yeah, some of the story bits yeah, is what I feel ruins like... it, but it didn't ruin the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. you and... It told you enough to where you understood the message, and it honestly didn't feel preachy to me. No. Because I feel like a lot of like feminist movies tend to feel preachy. Yes. Like that one scene that I will never forget in Infinity War. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That felt preachy, and it was only like five seconds, you know. Yeah, it's like don't, don't worry. The women got this. She's not alone, which is not a bad thing, you know. There's a lot of male shots like that, but it's they don't say say it basically. We, it's like us men got his back. Yeah, it, 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 there are good examples like this, like the boys, for example, that oh, yeah. in, at the end of season two, where. They made fun of it essentially like, you know, girls get it done. Mm-hmm. And then they actually did it later and they didn't say it. Like, just, it was more action. Yeah, they were like, let's, let's beat up this Nazi. Yeah. And then Frenchie goes like, I guess girls really do get it done. <laughs> Again, playing on that joke, but like they were actually yeah. getting stuff Calling done. Calling it to question, basically. Yeah, and then with the most recent Stranger Things episode. Well, oh, right. I yeah. pointed this out. She didn't even notice. I, yeah, I didn't notice. With the spoilers for Stranger Things. Which is a good thing actually so when they were taking down vecna you got steve robin and nancy and steve basically just stood there while chilled well yeah well while nancy like well nancy shot vecna and did robin throw the molotov i know robin do that too no i think they were both they were both kind of causing damage but i don't remember exactly steve didn't do anything and it was the ladies who took took down vecna because he's not he's not taken down but like yeah you got and also uh, Eleven taken down not to mention the focus of the story was Max yeah and yeah and um, the girl who helped them um, Henderson's love interest uh, yeah Yeah. so it it was like I think that's a successful way of involving women and having women be in charge in a way I guess yeah that's how you trick the men ladies you don't you don't say women are doing this yeah <laughs> you just have the women do it and a lot of i mean probably not a lot of guys will accept it i be- bet you there was like steve not like <laughs> yeah i bet you there was some guys in the back like yo steve didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> why didn't he punch someone yeah where's his baseball bat literally i mean i think even steve has like changed too yeah steve's changed a lot 
So he went from that kind of guy to now being more open. Mm-hmm. Being being a motherly figure for the Literally, kids. Literally a babysitter. Yep. 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 And there was another... I just remembered another bit, but now I forgot of something. Oh, right. The And the whole thing with Lucas and fighting a... Oh, his friends. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, What's expected versus... Yeah, and like that just ending fight of like, you know, again, black guy at the face of a gun by a white man. The, the implications with that... And like, Alone. Yeah, like it was obviously a lot more scarier for him mm-hmm. than like if, let's say, if it was like Will or something like that. Like, yeah, it'd be scary, but, like, I don't know. That, that I forget his name, but that actor, like, he, like, he sold it for me. Like, yeah, he's in a lot scarier position than if it was any of his other friends. You mean Lucas is in a scarier yeah, position? like, oh, he okay. was, like, you know, I, I saw that as, like, he has the fear of God in him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Will or, like, Henderson and any of them would be, like, scared, but... I don't feel like, it feel like more like Luke we're just straight jumping into Stranger Things <laughs> <laughs> which we didn't talk about actually no but like yeah with the for for me like watching that scene like felt like Luke the actor was selling a lot more like this is a scary thing that a lot of people of color have to what? deal with mm-hmm. and I don't know I felt like he he did a really good job like him the writers and directors did a really good job yeah with that sort of thing and, like, who knows, like, you can argue, like, a lot of people could argue the fact, like, oh, they're doing this because of the climate we're all in in this world. I mean, even country. back then in the 80s, it was bad. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, I know but, like, to to f- now do that, and to now write in that scene and all that, people could argue, like, oh, that's why they're doing it. But it's, like, it's important to, you know, yeah. ha- have this message. Just, like, having Robin be gay and not end up falling in love with Steve, which I think was, it's a hard, hard touch because I'm, part of me wants to see them together so bad, but I also respect, like, the different outcome it took. And I mm-hmm. think that was... And her struggle finding a partner in general, yeah. like how much harder it is for her yeah. in that kind of time frame. Like, you don't know who's gay or not. Mm-hmm. And and she's worried to, like, if, and plus, you know, it's her... F- they're they're having a good relationship already you don't want to ruin it by being like hey i I like you and i know it's not socially accepted at this time (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you run the risk of you know being cast out even more so than she already is because she's already i think the 80s was sort of the beginning of like the aids the aids bit yeah i think so it was like on the what is it called precipice (laughs) um anyway Um, well, we had other things, but... I mean, we can briefly touch on them. At least this one. Like a fire round? Lightning round. Lightning round. Um, alright. House of the Dragon, go. House of the Dragon. I spoke a lot, so you can... Oh, yay. Finally. (laughs) Sir Kristen Cole. Oh, my God. Uh, I think that House of Dragon is... Starting this literally with, goes with the story. It's a women-run show. Like yeah, it's that a, too. Women-run show and well, women-led women the main characters. Yeah, and I mean it's not written by women. Certain episodes are directed. Yeah, by certain women. episodes are directed by women, which is cool. Like yeah. even because we watched the. I uh, mean, even the directors themselves admit like they <clears throat> they want to get a certain perspective, yes. and they also listen to the directors that 
you know. I mean, at least the two lead writers are males. We haven't seen like the whole writing team. Yeah. Yes, because we watched the little like uh, behind the scenes interviews after the episode, mm-hmm. and they, you know they you know they talk about the episode, and and the the female director I know she only does she, they say what episode she does yeah. she doesn't do all the episodes, but still like she did the like a lot more centric. I think they did a lot more like it's, intimate episodes, hence yeah. the brothel episode yeah like in like heaven. exploring exploring her sexuality yeah like she explores her sexuality and like even in the brothel it's not like all like you know like putting putting women on display doing mm-hmm. these acts it was like it was all of them like or even it was, even men yeah it was like men on men but also like some of it was like disgusting <laughs> like as hmm. you, well it's it, not like this you can like these aren't were all are you being homophobic no these aren't all like like uh sexy people like your standard sexy people oh like you, normal people yeah you're seeing like you know people flaws and all like yeah. both the men and the women yeah like, they're not they're not all like you know like uh short small waist like it's people with stretch marks fat yeah all that stuff yeah so yeah showing like, are you fat phobic no, I'm like because you, you said gross. <laughs> like that's why I, I put air quotes. You in, mean like, kind of like you're a not, raw yeah, thing not that your people stereotypical like attractive person. Like you know what I mean? Damn, like, like Christian. the standard, like the, the what you expect. Yes. Yeah. The so the social standard of a there sexy you go. person. That's what I meant. <laughs> I couldn't put it into words correctly. Oh, my be- cut back in there. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, right. And like, it, like the the director said, like she wanted it to be a more like through a feminine feminine lens of going through that and like showing how Rhaenyra herself was actually like ready. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually wanted to explore her sexuality. Yeah, and I think I think this it has the "Don't Worry, Darling" kind of vibe to it too, which is you have this one woman who is who is forced into this marriage into this sexual relationship with an older man who is rotting from the outside in mm-hmm. and um but she still stands firm in her beliefs which is good i mean if she wants to she's doing her duty basically. but it's also like she's so freaking nosy and it's like look He's not going to notice Rhaenyra, and if he does know Rhaenyra, then he's going to decide not to recognize the fact that her daughter is having premarital sex. And it, also cheating on her husband and not providing the, the proper heirs of the time. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, it's also that pull and push and kind pull, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you and me have different opinions on Viserys. You hate Viserys with a passion the king i yeah the moment which that too the moment that he decided he i mean they were gonna both die anyway the child and the mom Mm -hmm. but having and choosing to make it a death because he wanted to risk the thought of his son you know being born they didn't even know it was a son well yeah yeah um, and then the child ended up dying anyway. I hated that because, and they touch on it too later in the season. Um, mm-hmm. With um, yeah, it's, the show's not over by the time we're 
recording this. Oh yeah, spoiler. We're just gonna have to put a big spoiler big warning. Big spoiler warning. Um, but oh, I forget his name. The uncle, his brother, Damon. Damon. Um, he was gonna basically probably do the same thing, and she was like, "Nah, fam. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die a warrior's death." No, I saw it for Damon that he he realized the irony, and he didn't want to kill her for the risk of uh, the kid. Yeah. That's why I saw it. He's like, oh, damn, I'm in a tough situation, and this is what my brother had to go through, and I made fun of yeah. the child for it. So that's how I saw that. <clears throat> I guess perspective. Yeah. Because I first, I saw it as he was thinking about doing it, recognized what had happened, the irony, but she was more on the head, on the lines of if I'm gonna die, which I think oh, there are certain death. cultures that if a woman dies in childbirth, she ends up going to like a certain type of heaven or paradise, probably because it's considered like a noble, yeah, like a soldier or whatever, like a battle. Um, I mean, like the queen, the queen at the, Emma, the queen at the time described it that the the birthing bed is. That's probably where I got it from. Yeah, but it is I the think for women. is it Valhalla? No, that's, that's for men, most, right? No, I know, no, but women like can go to Valhalla. Too. But I kind of feel like that had to do with it, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I just well, I just saw how Rhaenyra was telling her mom like I want to you know be like a knight and fight on the battles, and she was telling her like I know what you I know what you want, but for us women, our battlefield is the birthing bed. Yeah, this will you because you can you know die or not, and it. And depending on your husband or whatever, you could be ridiculed for not producing male heirs mm-hmm. because a lot, like at least in the show, and you know the time it's mimicking that it was put on the women that that it was their fault. Yeah, if always. They weren't producing the right heirs. When the men are the ones that select it, actually, yeah, they don't even select it. But biologically, it's, yeah, it's the it's a roulette. It's the yeah, it, it's but it is the sperm that kind of carries that choice and well that decision deciding uh, of the time factor. yeah but even so like well as you're the the sexual organ doesn't come in until pretty late into the uh into the pregnancy because mm-hmm. we're all uh start off as women in the womb mm-hmm. and it's not till a little later that yeah the, it shifts one way or the other and that's caused like you know when we when we like first learned about it, it caused people like freud to say like oh that's the reason like uh women are unhappy sometimes because of penis envy because you know us men wouldn't it be the opposite yeah and that's how some women have uh they have pussy no they they've they've turned it the other way like if we were all like starting off as women isn't it you know like you guys are the that's uh, i forget i learned about this but i forget what like feminist like said like turned it on its head of Freud's theory, mm-hmm. but like saying like, no, it should be the opposite. Like, kind of making fun of it. She wasn't being serious, but like, look how ridiculous. If I'm like how I'm saying it, then it should be then it should be as ridiculous. You consider it as ridiculous for Freud. That's that. But going on, going back to <laughs> House of Dragon. Uh, but it, what was I saying? Anyway, I was talking about the king. I don't hate the king. I think, I think he's really just kind of put in a lot of bad situations and he has to make the decisions he has to make yeah it wasn't a great idea to put his wife through that but he he kind of waited that like 
this there's a chance that I could save this kid's life. My wife's gonna die anyways. This is a hard choice either way for her. But he could have told her. Yeah, he could. That's that's my problem. That he chose her death when he, I mean, again, she was gonna die anyway. But it it was up to her if she wanted to die, giving this child a chance, or if she just you know. Yeah, could have ran it by her. Maybe she would have been a little more okay with it. Yeah. Because if if this means you know the child's fine, then yeah. But but not even that decision in general. Just the decisions he has to make after that, like picking Rhaenyra as his heir, even though the realm will not accept her. Yeah. And then he has to marry someone because he's expected to, because he's a king and he should you know have uh, a, a queen and should be trying to produce more heirs because he just has one child Mm -hmm. you know he should have more than one because you know he could die at any time (laughs) (laughs) especially Um, in game of thrones exactly so i it's it's just a lot of i i kind of just i see the writers trying to make it you're supposed to sympathize with viserys and it doesn't work on you Mm -hmm. but it kind of works for me like he is a bit of a sympathetic character he's putting through he gets put through a lot I just think that if he, I guess I don't forgive it because, I mean, it's with the times. I get it. But he didn't do it so callously. He, he regretted his decision, too. <laughs> I would say he kind of did do it callously, in my opinion, uh, personally. I, saw, I could be wrong. I saw him as like, he was like, I have a tough decision to make. I'm going to make this one to try to save my kid, and I'm still going to be there for Emma mm-hmm. during this. I think and even, I think what bothers me is that it was a known thing between them that she had trouble keeping a child. She had several miscarries. Before. And yet he still kept trying. I get it. You that was a duty blah blah blah, but that's what I don't dislike. And there's only so much I can expect especially if this isn't based in a time where literally women were forced to marry out of as they say duty instead yeah, of very transactional. Yeah. I get it, but to me it's kind of like if he was understanding with what Rhaenyra, with, with Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra being the heir, I'm like, why couldn't he be understanding with his wife? I don't get it. Like if he gave Rhaenyra that power, maybe by force of hand because he didn't, I mean. I mean, he, like he told her, like, yeah, you could say it was forced that like, okay, she has to be my heir anyways, but he still like tried to have a heart to her. He's like, I feel like I've overlooked you. Yeah. And I apologize for that. So I'm gonna try my best to tr- to teach you to be the heir. I mean, he's even trusting her with the the prophecy that's been passed down from from king to heir. So it's not like he's doing this out of like eh, I have to do this. Like he's like he's doing this and he's sticking to his guns about yeah, doing this. Which pro- that I can say props to him. Yeah, even with ha- when he marries Allison and he gets a boy. He's he's fighting everyone on it, saying like, "No, Rhaenyra's my heir. I know that she's I, the firstborn. She's my firstborn. I know that. Um, I know that. A, culturally, it should be done that Aegon should be the heir, but I'm not going to do that because I made a promise that uh, I I made a kingly decree <laughs> that Rhaenyra <laughs> is my heir. Yeah. And maybe now, like maybe yeah, during that Rhaenyra's like facing that like okay it kind of sucks being an heir <laughs> like, yeah i gotta do all i mean renera didn't really want to be an heir no she didn't i mean she was happy that it happened with her because it's like i forgot her uh relative the woman that Rhaenys. was yes uh she said something about men would rather put fire 
to burn down the realm than see a, a girl ascend the throne so from the character that Rhaenyra plays she's very confident and sure of herself I can see that it's a very satisfying thing to her but I think she just didn't like the idea of having to complete it yeah she didn't she liked thought of it but then as going through all the duties and stuff it's like oof this is not an easy role yeah and especially even more so being a woman how she's gonna face a lot of ridicule but I mean even then what's funny is a lot of kings still have like as they say it in the show whores um and yet she can't have like a separate lover as in Sir Kristen because why now? Well, there's a little, a little more to that. Well, he can't take wives or have any heirs or take any land being a member of the Kingsguard. But, I mean, couldn't she... I mean, that, that I think it's crap because a lot of uh, the things in Game of Thrones always get suspended. I mean, wasn't... I mean, a lot of the time they break an oath or something because... Well, yeah, yeah, people break oaths, but it's that's up to the individual, like, how much... I mean, he was willing to break it and run away. Yeah, well, yeah, that was after that had happened. And he's like, this is, and he even said, this is the only way, like, I feel like it'll make right what we did is if, you know, I take you away and we marry. So he even still felt guilt for breaking that oath. Like, like Ned Stark, for example, he is the peak of, like, high honor, never lying, you know, keeping your oaths and all that, even though, you know, he did kind of falter with the whole, um, uh, keeping the secret about John, but even then that was still out of like honor like he made a promise to his sister mm-hmm. so I kind of like like I saw this like list of like ranking the hands and like they put Ned pretty low because like He wants he expects everyone in the world to have the same sense of honor as him And that's kind of the whole point. He's with, not playing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point with these O's that like real in a perfect world. In a perfect world, everyone should adhere to their oaths and stuff. But, you know, this is the world of men. The Game of Thrones. So, so well, it's just, like, just general. It's the world of men and people uh, fall into their vices and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, people like Rhaenyra and Viserys aren't understanding. Alice and understand that. Even though, like, she's more closer to, like, Ned Stark's sense of honor. <clears throat> that, like, people should, like, keep their duty and all that stuff and Rhaenyra is not doing that so that's why she's so against every uh, like against her in general mm-hmm. but you know it's, it's, it's the great thing that this show does is like it's showing all these different perspectives and like no one and they're treating it like no one's 100% right in any of this like Rhaenyra is not Alan's is not Viserys is not Kristen Cole's not uh, I mean they all have their flaws and and I pretty much like pro- I mean you know, fan base takes their sides but like I feel like for with this sort of like amount of characters it it it, it plays well a lot like people can <clears throat> people can find their favorites pretty easily and like they can agree with uh, pretty much anyone even though you and me were kind of on Rhaenyra's side pretty much I mean I'm 100% Rhaenyra except for the fact of Sir Kristen <laughs> I'm on his side when it's just him. Yeah. And then there's also, like, Damon's side. Like, Did Damon can fall off a cliff. I really don't care for mm-hmm. him. I feel like, uh, yeah, you can, with him. I hope he has a good redemption arc, though. I doubt it. Because uh, <laughs> it's Game of Thrones. I doubt it. 
Like, not even Jamie had a good redemption arc. Well, they screwed that one up, just yeah. like they screwed up Daenerys. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about our opinions on game on the ending of Game of Thrones, because you and me are also different. Like, you did not like the ending. I did not. I didn't hate it. I think they really... It's because I feel like they made Daenerys out to be this understanding person who took people's ideas, and yet she can be cold sometimes. Yeah. But she kind of had that, like, you know, that middle where people could talk sense into her and be like, well, think of it this way. Some of the time. And then out of nowhere, she just goes and burns down the whole place she wanted to rule. Like, Yeah, and even, and even her own words, she did not want to do that for the longest time. I mean, uh, yeah, the episodes leading up to that, uh, it showed more of her being okay with that I, for, I forget someone had did suggest at some point like within the councils like oh you have dragons just roll in there and like you know cause some havoc and I think Tyrion said I think I think Tyrion said or maybe her she says like I don't want to rule ashes literally and then she goes in and rules ashes <laughs> and dies well, rules ashes for like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> um I don't know I just think that it was very. I don't know. Just anti. I won't. Say, I won't say that the ending was perfect, but I'm. I will say I didn't hate all of it. Mm-hmm. I could understand it, but some of it. But yeah. yeah. Also, like uh, with the the books. I mean, we haven't read the books. We've tried reading the books. I'm just not a, a reader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <clears throat> I've seen people talk about like how different. I mean, it was to be expected how different the show and the books would be. But, like, that lead-up to when the show caught up to the books is actually very different. Like, for example, Jamie, he's actually not 100% in Cersei's camp. Like, he's actually mad at Cersei at, by the by the end of the book, I think. That's what I've heard. Right. Don't quote me. Um, I'll read the books eventually, probably, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might do a book club about it because we both yeah. own the first book i mean i own all the books but i'm trying to find one that's a bigger print but i don't think i'm gonna succeed at that i mean there are there are bigger ones at barnes and nobles there were bigger ones oh really Mm -hmm. i saw them as long as they're not hardcover they're soft cover okay good but yeah um yeah so we haven't read the books and also with house of dragon we haven't read the books and we don't know how it ends because that's still being written no that has an ending oh the house of dragon yeah Oh, okay. Because it's based on I mean, the book of when does it, fire and blood. When does it end? Like, is it closer to Game of Thrones? No. Or it's is, way before that? It's way before, because this is 200 years before Daenerys is born. So it's we, born? Yeah, so we okay. won't... I mean, if they don't want to go too far, we shouldn't see the Mad King. If they just want to end it, like, who actually... Who is the, who is the Mad King related to? I don't know. He was he was a Targaryen. Yes, he's okay. Daenerys's dad. That's all we know. So that's why like I've tried my best to not kind of look at it because the book also reveals the family tree. So okay. you know who ends up on the throne by the end. So we haven't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you want to, but I am trying my best not to know that because I kind of want to be surprised. Same. <laughs> but you know, I, I could just go read the book and see what happens. But also, like people who have read the book talked about how. And even the the writers talked about how they're trying to set this as like this is 
a definitive truth because in the book it's based on people's perspective of these events so some mm. could be biased and whatever but the the show is like this is definitive this is what happened okay there's no wiggle room of people lying or whatever and yeah they've changed some stuff like for example the the wedding between Rhaenyra and Valinor Valarin I think that's his name I keep forgetting but uh the way that uh Joffrey died his lover died was actually in a tournament like he got got wounded and then over the course of oh in the book he's gay still yeah oh yeah that's not different okay uh the he gets wounded in a tournament and then over a course of a few days he dies from his wounds Mm -hmm. and and that's when the wedding happens or whatever but in the show it was all like oh Kristen cole beat him up i think something happened with Kristen cole too in the books but i don't remember no like not like he died like oh during those events yeah something happened but um yeah that uh so in, like in the show it's all like okay this happened we're just gonna have the wedding now which i can i feel like i mean from what a, how i was explained to those events in the book i feel like this is a kind of a more in line uh thought process with uh viserys he's like okay all this shit happened i'm just gonna shotgun wedding this shit man like just get this over with i'm not gonna deal with all this fodder with more stuff to go wrong and especially yeah. with him like being sick and like passing out by the end literally yeah bottom line i like the show so far yeah that's a good one i yeah, like and it i was scared that they were gonna butcher it because that's usually what happens with spin-off shows except for the star wars ones those have been good so far yes um which we'll talk on we'll touch on Andor. Andor later Andor. And or later. And or. The character's name, Andor. And or. Oh my god. Because uh, Endor is a planet. No. Endor is a planet. And that's what I said, Endor. Oh, I thought you said Andor. Bitch. Endor is a planet, yeah, but his name is Cassian Andor. Anyway. Um But yeah, so uh it's a good show. It's not butchered so far, I yeah. swear if they pull and a one eighty. They have confirmed they're gonna do another season. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe two more. I don't. I don't remember if that was confirmed. I know that they said they will do. I don't think season. it'll regain the same hype as Game of Thrones, but maybe it will. It, it is gaining hype already. Like people, people are excited about it. Okay. So, it's. I mean, granted, this is happening before Game of Thrones, so the ending of Game of Thrones shouldn't taint so much what is going on here. I mean, yeah, it's put a bad flavor in some people's mouths, and maybe they're not willing to watch it. But it's getting getting praise so far, and these aren't the same writers who did. Uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So these are, you know, and I think one of the writers was actually a director on some of the episodes. Mm. Um, yeah, like he was like he did one of the, like one of the better episodes. I hope, is it the brothel one? I don't remember. No, no, the brothel episode no, like, is my favorite. No, like not for the reasons you may think. No, it was just so cool. The writer on House of Dragon was a director on some of the episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh. And he directed, like, some pretty... Like, good ones? Yeah, pretty good Was it Red Wedding good? I don't remember what episode he did. Hmm. But I just know, like, someone talked about, like... It's like, here's one of like one of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones. And, like, why I'm confident House of Dragon. Because the guy who did this is writing the show. God. So... Okay. That's why. And, I mean, the you can talk about how probably the reason the ending of game of thrones wasn't great was because the writers were kind of done at that point because they had been signed to do other projects because of their success on game of thrones 
mm-hmm. and like they even themselves said they want to do other projects so that could be the reasoning behind but why that's such that. a i guess yeah, i'm not, not a writer but, so i don't know i'm yeah. not an actor who signs a like 10-year contract yeah or but, whatever yeah this is all speculation pretty much it's not really confirmed it was just confirmed that the D and D um got got projects basically and yeah they wanted to get to that and i think they even i'm pretty sure they've said that they don't want to do any more game of thrones stuff. they're like i'm done yeah so it is as a story like that it is a lot of stuff you have to keep up with yeah and but, you have to but by the end they had four seasons to do whatever they wanted because they were not tied down by the books yeah, but I think that's when people said it went downhill, right? Slowly. Yeah, I mean there were still some gems in there, yeah. like like uh, Battle of the Bastards and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. So, it wasn't like it was all bad. It was just a lot of choices were made, like people going to places a lot faster than it's been before. Like where Arya and the Hound took like a whole season to get close to the north, and now people are going from the north to King's Landing like Lilina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, okay so they have a car now. They've unlocked fast travel. Yeah, <laughs> Skyrim. Any <laughs> game in general, but yeah. Um, um, I mean, we could. When does Wakanda come out? Wakanda this time? year. I think December. I think December. Yes. It felt like it was no. Look it up. I mean, I'll say we'll we'll save some of these for next time. Give give you guys some something to look forward to. Yeah, Black Adam and November eleventh. November. Oh, shoot. I thought it was. Yeah, I was like, it's sooner than that. No, so we can save day. off on that. Yeah, we can. Um, which why the boys? I don't know. I just remembered them. <laughs> great, great, great recent season. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, on the boys. I really liked the end mm-hmm. with like the all right. <laughs> I mean, the parallel between Donald Trump and him. Yeah. I mean, just Republicans politics. in general. I don't like politics on my show. It's like, that's the whole point of the boy, the guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. it is. Anyway. I mean, I mean, uh, Frenchie is my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's fun. I don't know who my favorite character is on the really? show. Really? Yeah. I could have guessed it was probably Butcher. I mean, I like him, but like towards the end, he's supposed to be like... A villain. A, an unlikable character. I wouldn't say a villain. He's just unlikable. I, I feel like he's unlikable... Likeable... <laughs> In a frenemy kind of way. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You're not supposed to like him, but you do. It's and the actor. It's his acting. Yeah, it's... Carl Urban. I mean, he'll probably die next season. I mean, he said that he only has... he went to, When he went to the doctor, he only had so much to... Uh, they gave him, like, you have this long to live. And he didn't tell the boys. So they're going to find out. It's going to be a rude awakening, probably. Yeah, they don't like all like Butcher at the moment, but I don't think they want him to die. <laughs> Especially for... When they warn, I mean, they did warn him of the danger of taking the temp V. Yeah. yeah. But I'm excited to see what the boys will bring. I'm excited to see how the Dragon will bring. I'm excited for Black Adam. Uh, I'm excited for Halo announcing that they're going to do co-op oh for the winter. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's after you telling me that they weren't going because to. Because they did. They said they were not going to focus on I it. I think they got a lot of crap for yeah. it. I mean, it's like... Halo, like... That's part of what everyone loves about Halo, the co-op, like playing the campaign have friendly with friends. Fire. Oh God, I hope that you could turn that on or off. <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys for joining us on this one, and we'll we'll we're, we're, we'll do our best to be more consistent with this. I know that there's some fans out there. You know who you are. 
I don't know Geo. what I don't know what I point. I was making leaving it mysterious. Cut that. Out. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. And